Welcome to Come Queens. I'm Grace. Hey, I'm Charlotte. Today's episode, we talk about blue waffles, but not <laughs> not the fake STI you learned about in middle school. It's the blue waffle blues. <laughs> Are blue waffles really not real? No, it's not real. It's It was a photoshopped image, and then it just blew up. It's like, you could get this STI, and your vagina will like fall off. I didn't actually see the picture until- You've never seen it? No, I have now. Okay, thank but you. But I saw it- Still on the internet. Probably so. like, I would say eight years ago. Our friend who first showed it to me actually just had a- had a baby. <laughs> She's the one who <laughs> Popped right out of a blue waffle. Thank God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're talking about a, a sad subject. No, we've been avoiding this episode for a minute now. Depression. Depression. We both have it. Yeah. <laughs> and it affects our sex lives, or it can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what is your, how do you feel like depression affects sex for you, or does it? I, this really made me think about it, and now I'm like even thinking about switching <sighs> medications now. Because I have depression and... Hello, my name is Charlotte. Hello, my name is Charlotte and I have depression (laughs) and anxiety. Less anxiety now because I've weaned myself off of my anxiety medication. So I'm just on my depression medication, Uh which is Lexpro, which is the new SSRIs, which have been shown in multiple studies to decrease your libido dramatically. So, and I was thinking like, hmm, when did I start... SSRIs. I was 19. I also had sexual trauma, though, so there's part of that. That's yeah. the reason I started the antidepressants. And that's when my libido went down. Oh, but wow. also the trauma, right? Right. So it's like, how do you but separate I, those things? Yeah, out? and I don't know if you can separate them, because they go hand in hand, right? Right. But maybe if I... Because Wellbutrin, apparently, is the fucking wonder drug of the century. I don't want to say that, because like, that's what I they were saying about Oxycontin. I took Wellbutrin and had a really you bad did. experience with it. Like, oh, what was your experience, dude? I'm reading all sorts Rath. of great shit. Well, I've heard good things from other people, so I don't want to let my experience taint you. But I was having like wild mood swings, like where I would be like, <laughs> like having the time of my life, like on top of the world, and Manic. then like literally was like crying on the kitchen floor at the end of the night, and then would wake wow. up the next day and go back to my life. And my partner at the time, like, but finally when I got off Wellbutrin, I was like, dude, like, why didn't you? You didn't like, say anything? <laughs> say anything. Like, I was being crazy, bro. Like, yeah, I didn't. But, and then I'm trying to remember if I was using Wellbutrin, because you can also use it to quit smoking. I know. That's why I'm like, that's kind of cool, too. I mean, I, I, I think like, it's worth a shot. Like, that's what I'm saying. But I will not go. Maybe, I will not try it again. But what I've seen is they're suggesting if you are on SSRI that you think is decreasing your libido, they will add Wellbutrin to your plan. And I don't want to add more drugs. I you just wanna... wean myself of, off, like... A fucking drug so it, like with it under a doctor's care just like yeah that. yeah under oh, a doctor's okay. care she was she was a she was a nurse's or cna like a, or, or nurse practitioner nurse practitioner she was kind of crazy though advent health oh yeah and i've been trying to tell you not to go there. i know i go i s- still have to go there though <laughs> for my Daniel neurologist was telling me about it i'm like get the fuck out of there um they're very religious 
that just for the backstory of right. why we why I'm saying this about them, they switch. Like when I went there, there were Bi- are there still Bibles in the waiting See, room? See, I have never noticed any kind of religious material. Maybe I'm not really aware of my surroundings I, that much. I went before they got bought out, though, before it switched hands. But I think they're still well, according to Daniel, they're Seventh Day Adventists, hence the name. Right. And yeah. That's a they're like those ones speak in tongues and shit. Which is kind of cool, though. It, I mean, fun to see. It's fun, fun to see. I not love the great. Ma- I love the to magic. Like hope that they're just like <laughs> that's how they're getting your medical. I love the theater of religion. <laughs> like I, I like to go to um, like a, a midnight mass. Oh, I love that with the candles. The candles, the Catholics and their incense, and the men in robes. Yeah, then I it's, do like. But it. then it scares me. And then you're like, and then they're like, drink the blood of Jesus and eat his body. I'm like, nah. And they were all drinking Give it, it out, to me. out of the same chalice. Oh, fuck, you're right. COVID, yo. Have they changed it? I think so. I mean, I remember there Everyone was always gets a, a little choice. My grandma's church has the, has the option where you can take it from the, I mean, I haven't been there post-COVID, but like where you can take from the chalice or you go on down the sides to get the, the little shot glass oh so they had shot glasses mm-hmm. i bet they had and my all. grandmother was never choosing the chalice also do you think it's a little erotic for the priest to put that wafer on your tongue yeah i always kind of thought so i was like and oh like, <laughs> father thomas <laughs> i'm pretty sure father thomas was gay though he was very um what's the word not eclectic um <laughs> you just felt like he had he he was always like I wear fun mixed match socks and I was like you're so cute I love it yeah. Father Thomas <laughs> oh I hope that he they were, didn't um, become a priest to like not be able to be his true self one true self oh, I'm trying to think of the version of Christian they were Episcopal oh can you marry and date as an Episcopal I think I think so I think and I think that they have to. women I think the Episcopalians yeah. were, were like one of the earlier ones to say those are the ones that I've gay had experience okay. with and yeah that's not so bad yeah. Um, you know, I thought a lot about this and I actually feel like I don't know the answer to how depression affects my libido. Mm. Like, right. Cause you, <sighs> you have a thing with sex where you, it's like a stress reliever. Right. Which. Will you hear that? Yeah. Well, that was weird. Okay. Seven minutes. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I have. I think that when I'm stressed, I read an Emily Nagowski's book that I still say to everyone, read it, come as you are, that like stress increases my, like that, well, that sex is a stress reliever for me. Mm -hmm. So it like makes things more, um, I don't know, it makes it like, I feel like, oh, I got this out of my system. And uh, I think that. Yeah, so I'm not sure. And I've tried different antidepressants over the course of time, but, like, I just, I don't know. It's something I honestly need to, like, track more um, closely. Although I do think, like, when I'm feeling just down and, like, not, yeah. When if you, like, whenever I feel low self-esteem, oh, yeah, I yeah. probably want to have less sex. Oh, 100%. Overall. Yeah. Or it takes me, like, it just takes me longer to get there. But I don't remember. I, the last I was on antidepressants was, like, last fall for, like, a a brief stint and mm-hmm. I don't remember whether or not it did anything um to my sex drive although I have had partners who um had antidepressants affect like their ability well and then I was thinking about that because I was at the doctor and the doctor said to him that that you're like you might have trouble with um orgasming mm-hmm. and I don't ever remember a doctor 
even bringing that up mentioning to that to yeah like and also like just because i don't have a penis doesn't mean like arousal still isn't a thing mm-hmm. did you find that they were saying there's like three different areas that it can affect your desire your arousal and orgasms like as three separate right. areas so I think if anything, desire is probably what is more mm-hmm. impacted for me. Um, but I'd never felt like, oh, I can't orgasm. Um, but but yeah, I was like, it, and it just seems like that's a a question. Like you should be sharing with your doctor if yeah, I you're know. gonna have to bring it up. Apparently, because they're no, you're not definitely gonna, gonna have to bring it up because I think even doctors are like hesitant to ask, and yeah. they're probably not even thinking about it, especially with women. Right, but that's it's like back to like, oh, well, I mean, they should ask you that about birth control too. That's my new I know. Tip. Well, because like, as we learn, birth control, especially um, pill, uh, oral contraceptive, hormonal, estrogen, progesterone, dramatically affects your libido. It can dramatically affect your libido. But I think this one is uh, is difficult because there's just so many different. Um, layers in it because like being depressed itself can make you have a lower libido and then I was listening to this like a cycle this one doctor said too that like then sometimes people go on antidepressants and then attribute their low libido to antidepressants even Mm. though their low libido was actually from the depression right it was low to begin with right so that's why the doctor was saying it's like especially important to check in with your clients um like or with your patients it was dr Jordan Rouleau from the Mm. Mayo Clinic. But she said it's especially important to ask, like at the beginning of treatment, she said the question they should ask is, do you have any sexual health concerns? And then on the follow-up appointments, do you have any bothersome sexual health concerns? You know, has anything come up? Because it's almost like you should track it over the course of time. Yeah. Which I think we're just learn. we've just learned to just say, well, oh, you know, you're just taught so many times, like almost like it's just normal to not have any libido Mm -hmm. and no one's questioning where. Yeah. Women naturally have a lower sex drive. Yeah. Everyone knows it's just men out here trying to. And they're so complicated. Yeah. How can we understand? But but this is like like, you know, sex is an important part of your life if you are a person who likes, you know. Uh, if, if you once liked to have to have sex, because there are some people who are asexual, but it's true. Um, but for for the other people, like you shouldn't have to lose that just because you want to get well um, with your depression, which, you know, now more than ever, I feel like we have to focus on our. Oh, yeah. Our mental on, health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, what can cause low, low libidos like women in late reproductive years. Um, apparently your testosterone, which is like responsible for, um, sexual arousal, arousal and feelings peaks in women in their mid twenties. And I was like, oh, I'm there. And then I realized, no, I'm in my late twenties. <laughs> but I thought that it was 40 was like sexual peak. That's what I've heard. I heard like 40. For some reason I thought it was 60 women's well, sexual great. peak. I mean, hopefully it's just one peak after another. Hopefully we just keep learning more about ourselves and get more in tune with our pleasure and then learn how to take care of our bodies. It's ebbs and flows. That's the goal of our show. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so if you're in your late reproductive years, if you're postmenopausal, you're low T. Low T is a chronic problem. Oh, God. Um, Why haven't they made any commercials for us? Do you have low T? (laughs) Well, they are. Well, apparently, according to some articles, they're working on uh, low libido in women and that will be testosterone um, shots and patches 
So we'll see. Interesting. I wonder if that could have any side effects of like <laughs> body hair. Yeah, no, I bet. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> Test mean, that out. yeah. And I think like also typically when they're, I think like Viagra is prescribed a lot for sexual dysfunction, quote unquote, dysfunction in people with penises. Yeah, yeah. And like we don't really have, you know, that or uh, an equivalent, but I, I kind of think it's almost a problem because they're not treating the underlying like psychological piece that probably often also has to do mm. with with why why you can't why you can't get sustain an erection. erection. Yeah. yeah, like there's probably well, something yeah. else going on there. Um, Stress, trauma, life milestones, but relationship instead, they're problems, they're alcohol just... <laughs> abuse, narcotics, hormone deficiencies, chronic illness. I mean, there's so much that contributes to it. And and then you're just going to be like, here's this pill that'll just here's a magic pill make your penis hard. It really works though. It does. And actually, actually, I did find too that it's recommended potentially for women. For women. Um, yeah. So that the Mayo Clinic doctor said there's three different like ways that you can go with this. So if you're trying to correct the problem of desire, the studies showed that if you attempt sex. You don't have to actually do it. Okay. I think that that's the first thing, too, is, like, take the pressure of performance off. Like, when you go – I mean, just in general, like, depression, no depression. But yeah. if you're, like, trying to reconnect with someone sexually, like, I don't think you have to be, like, we're definitely going to have, like, the full the full experience here. But Right, because like, there's an expectation and a finish, which and, is – And then that puts more pressure on yeah. it, and then it spirals from there. So attempting sex three times a week actually increased desire. Mm, okay. Um, and for arousal, um, exercising moderate to intense for 30 minutes, three times a week, and ideally right before sex, which, so. Because your endorphins are up. Probably your endorphins are up. And I'm thinking like blood flow. Ah, open blood vessels. Yeah. Everything's, yeah. Does that ever happen to you when you haven't like. Itchy legs. Yes. All the, every time I do a real workout. Yes. Itchy legs. Dramatically itchy legs. Yes. And and that's what that is. It's like circulation. Because that means I'm ready to fuck. I looked it up. Maybe. (laughs) Because I'll be like coming back just like really going at it. Um, (laughs) And my legs like are so pale and I'll just have these big scratch marks streaks across them. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's because your blood, your blood vessels are really getting pumping that. Yeah. My body's like, what are you doing? Working out? I used to think it was cold like that would do it but then it happened to me this summer and that's when i googled mm-hmm. it. i'm like it's very hot out here damn really exercise really is like the a cure for almost everything and it we don't is. do it enough but it you is. feel so good when you finally do it i think we should change it to like i'm like to just body movement. Movement. movement movement because yeah. exercise, exercise does have a it has diet culture on it written all over it and it's like not this isn't about punishing yourself it's about taking care of yourself exercise isn't something that's like supposed to be like and that's why I hate, like, I won't fuck with gym classes that are, like, that are, like, what I call, ex- you know, like, the yeah. exercise ones where they're, like. Like, the TRXs. Yeah, and they're, yeah. like, you feel like they're, like, yelling at you and shit, and they're, like. Lift that weight, you piece get, of shit. Get that burpee out of my face. I'm not jumping on those boxes. I just won't. I refuse. Like, that's torture to me. So it has to be something that you like, movement that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then for the orgasm piece, they did find, it was a small study, but the women using Viagra did help. Because, I mean, what all Viagra does is open up the blood vessels, too. Was it a regular dose of Viagra? I wonder if it's like a lower dose take, for I think women. You just take a regular one. Um, and also using a vibrator. 
So, you, you know, maybe you need, like, if you're having trouble getting to orgasm, if that's where your stopping point is, get, like, add a Practice little extra help. with yourself, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, or incorporating with, or it Or incorporate in. it with oh, your partner. 100%. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Love it. So I feel like, you know, there, but you're right, that movement is, like, is the way. Because, the way. I mean, they've shown, I'm pretty sure that, I didn't look that up for this, but I've read it in the past, that, like, Honestly, antidepressants like it's equivalently helpful to just exercise, just, just yeah, or move. <laughs> just yeah, let's um, <laughs> let's change it. I'm trying, um, but yeah. So that's that seems like you know, it, it, but it's hard. How do you when you're depressed? How do you how do you, how do you get start? the momentum to get up and move? I think you have to like build it into routine because like last week I went. I think I went to the Y like four. Yeah, you were killing times. It. This week, none. Because every day, well, today I didn't get up because I was just tired. We were out late. I did move. I know. I was tired, too, even though I felt like I got plenty of sleep. Yeah. But we, I mean, we were. I was moving around. We went to go see Indigo to Souza. Yeah, it was Let's good. Let's shout out Indigo <laughs> because Love it. if you haven't listened to her music, catch up. She's coming out of Asheville, taking over the world. Badass. And, and also, like, you just want to feel the feelings. I mean, it's de- very relatable. I, depression, depression, there you go. It's right there. It's, it's right in there. the music. You'll hear it if but you it need feels something good. to cry to. Yeah. Or but, scream to. You uh, can scream to it. We too, need to scream more. Oh, but also, like, stress, huge part of, like, low libido. So mm. being stressed or depressed, you're not able to stay in the present. So it may affect your ability, your body's ability to physically respond to touch, which is a huge part of sexual interaction and getting aroused so if you're not if your mind is not in the present then you're just going to be thinking about other things and you're not going to be your right. body's going to be like this doesn't compute yeah this it's not adding i up. thought that was like oh that's really eye-opening yeah and i think i try to take note too like if i'm like i think sometimes i'll even say like i'm just feeling a little like on edge right now Mm -hmm. or whatever or like sometimes I have trouble like even just like relaxing into bed like I'm just sitting there like like lobster hands um (laughs) but um yeah so I think that like calming just like trying to calm down first and like to transition to that experience because I think that's where like then this good then you know if you have a partner or I mean if you're having sex with someone else you do have a partner um and like, I think that that would, like, then it triggers out all the relationship dynamics mm-hmm. on top of it. And then your partner might feel rejected. And I think, like, you probably have to say to them, yeah. like, this does not have anything to do with you. I need this, this, and it's this. It's me and my feelings. Can we just do massage things? Like, let's, like, mm-hmm. integrate touch. Let's do massage things or whatever you need to, like. But also, if you, you also don't have to have sex. I think like, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be. Um, but if it's something you want to have in your life, you should be able to figure out a way to access that. I mean, touch is so nice. You re- like if you're if the desire's not there. I think it it is important to like check in with your partner and see what their love language is. Like Daniel's love language definitely touch is a huge thing, and sometimes I forget that. Yeah, because like I don't think. Touch really is a huge love language of us or um big touchers. But yeah, he needs it. So <laughs> Right. And even just throughout the day too. Yeah. Um 
but yeah, and I think like also just being honest about like the state of your mental health mm-hmm. with your partner is important too, and how that may be affecting you. Because I don't know about you, but I always tend to attribute like anything to like, oh, it's my fault. Like anything that happens, you know, I'm always like, that's, oh, he, you know, he must not just not be fucking with me, as opposed to like he just had a bad day and. He's just not fucking with oh, the world yeah. right now. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did I do? What's wrong with me? Did you see? The I'm t- such a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Did you get any of these depression statistics? I thought they were like all over the place and I'm very confused. Well, I back to when you said like a lot of this is like there's uh, penis like um, dysfunctions that SSRIs cause. Like it's not a lot women focused. I just found like you're right. It's. SSRIs cause erectile dysfunction, delayed ejaculation, inorgasmia. I mean, I listened to this fucking doctor. I'm just mad at this doctor it's all today. Like, it's male-centered. I'm, I'm so mad at him, but he he was just like, yeah, this is going to happen. Like, this is going to be a thing. And I was like, I mean, I've just thought, well, no one's ever, no one's ever said this shit to me. It's yeah. never even been on the table. SSRIs, by the way, in case you're like, what the fuck is that? Is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, which includes common medications that you've probably taken before. Lexapro. You might be on it right <laughs> you now. You might be on it right now. Selexa, Prozac, Paxil, Zoloft. So those are like those are what I think of as like the classic yeah. antidepressants. Yeah. Um, but there are some other ones that are it's not just SSRIs no. that are to blame. Um, SNRIs which are serotonin and norepinephrine Norepine- oh. reuptake inhibitors. Cymbalta and Effexor are, were the two brand names that I recognize. And then MAOIs. Heard of that. I always hear them say MAOIs and thyroidazines. I don't, on like, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's like, probably where I've heard the, it on TV. The drug interactions. I don't know what a thyroidazine is, but an MAOI is a monoamine oxidase um, inhibitor and... Zelopar is one, hmm. Nardil, Parnate. I mean, I've never, I've never heard, heard of, those of any guys. of those. Huh. So they're always warning us about I the I wonder MLI. if thyridazines are like thyroid related. I don't know. Because your thyroid is like, if that shit gets <sighs> fucked up, your whole then, body's out of whack. Painful ejaculation, another uh, pain, symptom. Painful? Painful ejaculation. From? From SSRIs. SSRIs? Like, damn. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, interesting. I wonder if, but, like, yeah. I wonder if that's like painful orgasm. Like, if the what would the symptom be f- for somebody who has has a vagina? A vagina? Yeah, I don't know because they're not telling us. <laughs> they're just saying you're not going to want to have sex anymore. Watch out. <laughs> um, and then there's also tetracyclic and tricyclic medicines mm-hmm. like L- Ludiomil and Elevil. I like the name Elevil. Like, right. It just sounds like a great. Prescription, like antidepressant commercials specifically bring me a lot of joy because I'm just like, (laughs) it's just so, they feel like so far away from what depression feels like From reality, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, wow. And like when they're doing their happy things, it's like a mom slicing oranges for a soccer game. Like, get back to what you love. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like. Handing fruit to children. I feel like you're not yourself. And like you just, (laughs) as if you just like. Look into the mirror, like so sad, like you just can't even hold your head up anymore. Like, no, dude, we're all. Ma- I mean, not everyone, but I feel like most of my depression is masking. 
It's actually mm-hmm. like how you feel on the inside. It should yeah. be a voice in your head that's like doom is berating you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you suck. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> you can't do anything right. Everyone hates you. And also for me, fit like physically, depression does Hurt. look like physical pain as well as just like so low energy where mm-hmm. you're just like I can't I mean that's true the whole can't get out of bed yeah I do get down with them on that commercial <laughs> but the thing is I do get out of bed but I just really 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 don't want to yeah um, yeah but I mean I probably only have my mild to moderate depression and I so I know there are definitely people who have depression where they like really truly cannot do those things um so like a treatment that I saw was um, cutting your dosage in half if you're on an SSRI, obviously with uh, guidance from your doctor and who prescribed you that. But did you, when you, I have a question for you about your antidepressants. When you went on them, though, did they just start upping your dose? Yeah, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Like, no questions. It wasn't like, is this one working? Five, ten. Well, they, no, they they were like, we're starting on a five, then we're going to go to ten. And then they were like, was that working? And I was like, not really. I still hate myself. <laughs> so I'm on like, I think I'm on the max dose for Lexpro. I'm on 20. 20. Which I think might be the highest dose. And that doesn't so seem I kind of want to make... wanna see. Yeah, and that doesn't seem to make sense like in that they would prescribe it to somebody who's like, m- like, does that have anything to do with your size? You know, like you're not, mm. like you're a smaller person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm little. I met somebody who was littler than me at the show last night. I though. know I that could, person. You know, they're so small. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I didn't I go to the gym s- with them all the time. I just because obvi- the the place was packed, and I just stood right in front of this person, and then I looked back, and I was like, "Oh fuck, they can't see. I'm now the bad tall person." <laughs> so I like then I immediately apologize. Yeah, tall tall people are bad. <laughs> I guess when you can't, they're see. inherently immoral. <laughs> <laughs> they can't help themselves. I know they have natural confidence, which I'm jealous of. Who wouldn't when you're all the way up there? But but anyway, in one study, seventy three percent of patients whose SSRI dosage was cut in half reported improved central sexual functions, um, while antidepressant effectiveness continued. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if you're feeling like maybe your SSRI is contributing to low libido, maybe talk about it with your doctor, see if they can cut your dosage or add Wellbutrin, which is uh, a common treatment. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I oh, and they also said Remeron and Serzone don't have um, oh, yeah. side effects. Yeah, those are the ones. Trazodone and Serzone? antidepressants that don't affect libido and they said if you take that perhaps you should take your dosage after you have sex if you oh. although like i feel like that i mean i personally have more sex in the night um yeah me too and i tip well i take my pills right before i go to bed that's how i remember i have a nighttime routine so maybe that's the worst time maybe you should if you think you're gonna have sex maybe you should hold off and try to have sex first and then take it well, that's usually what happens. Oh, okay. Because I'll, yeah, we'll have sex and then, and then you, I'll go to bed. Then you do your night then routine. Then I do my nighttime routine. But the weird thing with Lexpro, though, is like if I don't take it, if I forget to take it the night before, the next day, I think it's the Lexpro that's doing this, is I will have this weird vertigo. And like if I move my head too fast, I'll be like, whoa, dizzy. 
So I don't love that. So I think, you know what? I'm really reevaluating my medications. Well, I just have a lot. I feel like, too, it's like one of those things where a doctor, like, I mean, you know, I'm very skeptical of doctors anyway, but like, I feel like they put you on a thing Mm -hmm. and then they're just like, you're good. You're good. Forever. Like, right. I think most depression is either like, situ- I mean, it sounds like when you started, it was a situational Definitely. situation. Definitely. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, and like, it was the most situational situation. But I think that like, no one ever then goes back and says, like, I loved this one psychiatrist I went to this one time and was just like, what are you, like, literally, his first questions was just like, what, who prescribed you this stuff? Like, what are you on? Like, mm. I, I don't understand what's happening. He's like, let's just like titrate you. And like, he started titrating me off of the stuff and was just like, see how you feel. And I was like, oh, I'm like, this is making yeah. no difference at all. And in fact, I'm like, was any, you know, was any of this ever making a difference? Like, I'm not even sure. Right. Um, And then that's like. But we don't have great medical care just in general if you're even lucky enough to, like, have access to be able to go to doctors, period. So, um, but I I was, well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, sorry. I'm just all, I'm still all amped up about, like, get. I got denied life insurance today for, for my mental health. For, yeah. And I have... And I'm very confused and I feel like I'm being punished for actually trying to take care of myself. Like I've been in therapy for three years. I go on a regular basis. And then I was in therapy before that too, just like there was a break in between. And like I went I went like last year, holy shit, the things that were happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, what stressors? And I'm like, they're yeah. And they're gonna deny me life insurance for it, and Which I'm just is like, insane. "That's crazy." Yeah. And I'm like, "I've never been hospitalized for depression. I've never had. I mean, I'm not even on any medications. Right. Yeah, I've never like had like self harm or anything. Like nothing, nothing on the more severe end of the spectrum." Um, and honestly, like my depression was really, really good until last year. Which, like, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't have that shit knock you on your ass? Like, depending on what all you you know happened, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, whew, it was a lot. <laughs> um, but I think that like you just yeah you have to question it because here's the statistic that's just like blowing okay. my mind. CDC, according to the CDC, one in twenty adults have depression. And then I also found that which that seems low. To I me. was gonna say I mean only, I, I don't only one in twenty. I, I don't even know anyone. All who's my not friends depressed. are depressed. Do I know a single non-depressed? But I actually get. I was saying last night. I'm like I get concerned. Like I would be concerned if people Wait, are not if having. Not if you're having no reaction to like the things that are happening right now that are like really intense. I don't know. Um, but then also that one in six women take antidepressants. Mm. So, like, what the fuck are those that figures? Doesn't add up to me. Yeah, or they're just handing these shits out like candy, and to it doesn't have f- any. Fix they don't have any problem. like really major side effects. You know what I mean? Like, they're not addictive. They're not gonna True. like. I don't know, like so other. They're not oxycontin. Like, they're not yeah. gonna like fuck your whole shit up. So it would be easy to just keep giving them out mm-hmm. and not ask any questions about it. And I think like young people too like or even more so it's like they're getting prescribed this stuff from like childhood um right and i really think like man my first my other my old therapist always would be like exercise like she would just keep coming back to me with that and it's like you gotta you gotta gotta do it and she's fucking right but she but for me like i feel 
I feel it. Although I realize now that I need cardio because I do a lot of like stretchy, strengthy mm-hmm. things. But I think I have to at least put in one a week where I'm like, <sighs> where something that makes me huff and puff. Yeah, and the just cardio. Like, that shit's hard, dude. But but then afterwards you're like, you feel Woo! great. Yeah, <laughs> like I really and some people get into running. I you used I've, to be a runner. I well I tried and tried, and you know I was kind of doing it. I wasn't running that well, but. I don't. I gotta say, I don't love it. I wish I loved it. But if you don't love it, then don't do it. But some people get that runner's high and they love it. So I have never gotten a runner's high. I can say that. If you're not, if you're that person, then yeah, good for you. That's cool. (laughs) But maybe it's yeah. I gotta do some. Go to the trampoline park. Make it fun. That was fun. Make it play. Like I think that that's maybe rock climb. Yes, we got a brother does that. My brother goes to the rock climbing gym. Um, that's a good. That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. I think. I think you should almost, it's just like when you were a kid, you would play on the playground. I think play is like, play plays into all of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're mild or moderately depressed, 30 minutes of exercise, intense exercise, sleeping and eating. Um, Gotta <laughs> eat. I mean, it's just crazy. That I saw this post the other day about like how self-care is like bullshit. Like when it's just like literally just basic taking care of yourself. Like we shouldn't have to call that self-care. It's just like being a human and surviving as a human. And like that we've almost like rebranded it like self-care is a luxury or something. Like, oh, now we have to do this. But it's just there, like. There is certain eat. self-care that's rebranded as luxury. Like taking a bath and right. stuff like that. Yeah. Or eating or sleeping. Like mm-hmm. feed yourself things that make you feel good. Um, and then get rest. I mean, that's a hard one, though, depending on what your life is. Yeah. Sometimes it's just really hard to get the right sleep. Uh, but exercise also helps you sleep, too. Um, yeah, because you're fucking tired from that cardio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you if I do it in the night, I get a boost before I crash. Mm, yeah. Um, and then when you're trying to have, you can schedule sex with your partner. I feel like this you is can. And I was so against thing. that. I was so against that in My the beginning. I was against that too. I was re- I was like it's that feels to be so spontaneous. Yeah, because like I remember like when we were younger and first together, and before I was on antidepressants, <laughs> it was like. All the time, whenever, yeah, like wherever, but you can but schedule it. We're two adults now with jobs and, and have responsibilities busy schedules too. Yeah, and also it like puts that anticipation, like oh, we're gonna. You have... can make it sexy. Yeah, you can make it's when not... you incorporate a butt plug, and yes. then a partner has a remote. And you're off doing errands somewhere, and they're somewhere else, and they can do it with their phone. That's fun. Yeah, Yeah, like build up to the, oh, it's coming. You can, (laughs) and so am I. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel like I I personally look like super look forward to date night. I'm always stoked on it. Although I do, I know you have a date night, which is nice. Sometimes there's too much pressure involved, though, or like our we have to be more flexible with our right. schedules because things change. But yeah, and then they said just like playing together in general, like having yeah yeah not being serious with each other, um, just like kind of goofing off. I did have one more fun fact to share, which is that they think semen in and of itself can be a mood booster. They studied it and they found that that. Um, women who went longer without semen <laughs> were more depressed. I don't know. What? Yes. Who and went longer without semen? Without... They studied it. There's a, there's a college without student Without receiving semen? Not like in your... Uh, you're, you're, you're touching your face like I'm talking about in your mouth. Like it can be inside of your... No, because there's proteins in it apparently 
and hormones in the yeah. semen that are mood okay. boosting. So they compared people who had like condom sex to non condom sex. Oh, okay. We're always encouraging sexual safety, but if yes, if that's an option for you based on whatever your birth control method is, and you've been tested, um, yeah, good. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So, and for males, they found that sex just elevates mood in general as well. So it, I feel like it's back and forth and back and forth. Right. But yeah, you can, bo- you can boost your mood. I mean, who doesn't feel good after they have sex? I mean, right. but it's, if it's a, if it's, if it's a, a healthy, if it's a good, good sexual encounter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, I don't count. I don't count. Receiving, the other ones don't count. As, what, what was the <laughs> terminology? Having seen, like having semen. Having inside, semen inside of you, huh? Yeah, it's a little. It's like a little Prozac. No, <laughs> um, maybe so. they should just pill semen. Oh my god, I would actually be like way more open. Pop to that. a semen pill. <laughs> <laughs> it's soma. Uh, it's semen. <laughs> um, but anyway, if you, if anyone has any stories to share with us about their experience. With depression, sexuality. I mean, honestly, stress. let's I just mean, be everyone, real with we all each. Got it. Also, like, let's talk about our mental health openly because you yep. need. We have to support each other. Time times is. Rough. I think Gen Z is really doing that. They are, um, which is great. But I think we started. They're modeling I think the millennials. They're modeling us. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I feel like they've really like gone the next level. I know they really have, yeah. and like I'm learning from them, and I hope that I continue to do so. TikTok. TikTok. That's where that's where we I get my Gen Z content. We see you out there. I just know a bunch of Gen Zers. I feel like too, um, and I'm always like, damn, like you know, I would never like, I never thought about shit like this back in the day. But good for them. Um, so yeah, and winter, you know, winter is coming. Take care of yourself, and if you need help, reach out to someone who can get a light help you get a, get light. a sad light i'm my goal is to spend 20 minutes in the sun every day mm, so um, good up. this winter because the winter can be like really i i almost get depressed just thinking about the fact that the winter is on its way so <laughs> i love when I'm, it snows though. i'm gonna stay in front of the, the this i know light. this is this might work yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you have um, good things to say about us, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. uh, And share this with a friend. Bye.